about you, but I never thought I'd be grateful or ever utilize a Chinese food place <laughs> on Christmas Day. Well, I just think it's funny that we're now starting almost a tradition of that. Because remember last year we went to go eat there for dinner. Wow. This is where I got the pictures of yeah. Lily and Tabby because we all dressed nice. But they hooked us up. Yeah, we Holy crud. That's what I'm going to eat for breakfast. Yeah. I had to actually call them and... And she told me that that basically that's what her husband was yelling about was to say, hey, tell them all the stuff we gave them for free. Oh. Because they gave us almost a full, what, eight things free. They gave us a meal's worth of food for all of us yeah. on top of what we ordered for free. Ah, they love us. They really do. Asian City. If If you guys. Oh, do you know Andy had never been there? No. And he lived here for years, way years longer than us. And he's never been there. So I took him there. I was like, you've never been to Asian City? No. He, like, got fired up about the hibachi. So, yeah, Andy, if you're listening, don't forget, take your family out. Go to hibachi. Yeah. Which we still haven't done yet. So, And with that said, welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And we have a very packed episode this morning. Yeah. We're, we're actually doing it on Monday morning, where we normally like to try to get things knocked out like the night before, something like that. But that is not happening this time because we had so much stuff go on. I mean, seriously, probably the most memorable Christmas I will have had in a long time. I think I have one that beats it, but... I don't. Oh. This is the worst Christmas I've ever had. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. At least we were together. Well, we can talk about that. Well, we'll, we'll talk we about all of it. We can talk about that and, you know, push our normal stuff down because I could definitely fill a morning episode. Yeah. Just so you, you guys know, um, we're both sick. We're both very sick. And neither one of us wanted to get up this morning, but we'd already missed one morning episode. We weren't going to do another one. So, but holy crud. Yeah. You know what? We'll save. All that crazy drama for afternoon? Or do you just want to do it now and we can just do the afternoon as normal stuff? It's your call. Why is it my call? Okay. Then we'll save it for this afternoon. Uh, so, what are our national days today? Well, for one, it's international, but not like the whole world celebrates it. It's... Boxing Day, and I have no idea what that is. I've seen it on calendars, but I've n- I don't actually know what this holiday is. So, for anybody else who has no idea what it is, every year on December 26th, Britain, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and other Commonwealth countries celebrate Boxing Day. This annual custom began in the United Kingdom in the 19th century under Queen Victoria. It's not certain why the day after Christmas in these countries is called Boxing Day. Some say it's because in a Brit- in Britain, a Christmas present is called a Christmas box. On the day after Christmas, servants receive a Christmas box from their master. Others say the holiday refers to using a box to collect money for the poor. These boxes were placed inside churches on Christmas Day and then opened the next day. South Africa renamed the holiday to Day of Goodwill in 1994. Catholics know the the day as St. Stephen's Day. Ireland 
celebrates Boxing Day along with the Day of Wren. Also, December 26th is considered second Christmas in Germany, Poland, Netherlands, and Scandinavia. In countries observing the holiday, government buildings are closed, many businesses close for the day too. However, in many countries, Boxing Day has grown in popularity. Many people exchange gifts or buy merchandise at reduced prices. Because it's a holiday, many stores close early on this day. And for those who aren't out shopping, they are spending the day with family and friends, and it's a great day to eat leftovers from Christmas dinner. More adventurous types take part by wearing a fancy dress and jumping into the North Sea. In other parts of the world, traditional Boxing Day dips raise charity, raise money for charity. Participate in the holiday in several ways. Give to charity, attend sporting events or watch on television, leave a larger-than-average gratuity, provide a special gift for employees, and save by shopping sales. Since 1871, England, Wales, Ireland, and Canada officially celebrate Boxing Day annually. A variety of explanations arise regarding the holiday's origins. Some people point to the song Good King Wenceslas okay. as the source of spirit, if not the day itself. According to the song, the 10th century duke looked out on his land on St. Stephen's Day on December 26th and observed a poor peasant. He ordered food, wine, and wood for fuel to be taken to the peasant and called for all Christian men to bless the poor in the same way. In the Church of England, it was traditional during Advent for churches to display a donation box. After Christmas, churches distributed the box's contents among the poor. Aristocrats also traditionally gave box gifts to their servants and employees. Most of the events taking place during the modern Boxing Day have little to do with the charity in, in the stories mentioned. Popular festivities include eating leftovers, soccer games, visiting, and drinking. So that's Boxing Day. Which... Yeah, I had to look up second Christmas because I was like, wait, there's a second Christmas? And sure enough, it sounds like Boxing Day and second Christmas are go hand in hand. Basically, it's an extra Christmas day is what it comes down to. Yeah, well, it seems like it's an extra Christmas day for people that are less fortunate. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So people that can't really have Christmas, people that can and have extra and everything go out and give to less fortunate people yeah that makes sense so well our christmas was <laughs> uh i was feeling a little less fortunate but yeah definitely join us for this afternoon because we're we we got a lot to talk about like from a tree attacking our car to just uh it was crazy okay and then what's our we you said we have another national holiday yeah. or international or is it national national okay it's National Candy Cane Day. So, National Candy Cane Day on December 26th gives candy lovers a day to celebrate the red and white striped candies found abundantly during the holidays. In 1844, a recipe for a straight peppermint candy stick, which was white with colored stripes, was published. However, some stories tell of all-white candy sticks in much earlier times. Folklore tells of the origin of the candy cane, yet no documented proof of its real beginning. Literature begins mentioning the candy cane in 1866, and it was first known to be mentioned in connection with Christmas in 1874. As early as 1882, wow. candy canes have been hung on Christmas trees. So, some fun candy cane facts. The average candy cane is 5 inches tall. While most candy canes are not sugar or calorie-free, they do not have any fat or cholesterol. Striped red and white candy canes were first introduced in 1900. The first machine to make candy canes were invented in 1921 by Brasher O. Westerfield. Until then, they were made by hand. Bog, 
Bob McCormick and his brother-in-law and priest Gregory Keller brought the candy cane to the masses. What started out as candy making for McCormick's friends and family turned into mass production when Keller invented the machine that enabled Bob's candies to go big time. Traditionally, the flavor of candy canes is peppermint, but there are a variety of flavors, and Alan Roby, Geneva pastry chef, holds the Guinness World Record for the longest candy cane, measuring 51 feet long. Wow. Well, first off, my favorite candy cane, is your favorite candy cane like traditional candy cane, or? I honestly haven't had a candy cane in so long. Mm. I don't know. Well, I didn't see them this year, but Starburst came out with candy canes one year, and they had the pink candy canes, and you know that the pink Starburst is, like, my favorite. Yeah. Even though I don't know if I can actually taste it right now, but it's still... You know, I get it, but it wasn't, I didn't see it anywhere I went. And I went to all the traditional places. So, but, you know, like Amy loves candy canes and the girls love candy canes. I'm pretty sure Lily just likes making weapons. Well, I, she doesn't even like, she likes the six more. Yeah. So. Yeah. And my understanding was that the candy canes were done the way that they were was in, you know, again, it's just kid lore or whatever was to be shepherd hooks. But it's really kind of weird to me when you said, you know, they really weren't around until like 1900. Like I just I look at candy canes and think like they're old, old world. Like I was expecting like 16th century, 17th century type situation things because they just seem like they would be from that era. They're just simple and old, you know. Yeah, I I feel like I look at anything that's not sugary and fruity and things like that to be something that's old because I wouldn't imagine kids or really anybody other than just older people liking things like that. I never really was a fan of candy canes. I just, I don't know, I like the soft mints more than anything else, but even then, only... If I want to like freshen my breath, I don't like just eating mints for fun. It's kind of it's just it's weird to me. You don't like eating toothpaste candy? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, so now we finally get to do something that we haven't got to do yet since we've started the stupid podcast on everything. We get to talk about a movie yeah. on Monday when we're supposed to talk about movies. We have two that we can talk about. Two. We went to go see Avatar and we watched Die Hard last night. You fell asleep. Well, I, yeah, but we watched two movies. That's fair. So, okay. So fair enough. You know, we'll, we'll start with Die Hard and I, and I'll just say that for me, cause I haven't got to watch it for three years. Um, no, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it before you came the year before you and I, uh, met. I had watched it in the truck when I was out on the road because I wasn't home for Christmas. So four years. Yeah, so four years. And it used to be a tradition for me like every year. It's like I have weird little traditions for Christmas. First, I can't start Christmas without two songs. I refuse to acknowledge Christmas without two songs played back to back and in their proper order, which is Last Christmas and from Wham!, and uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, even though everybody makes fun of it now, 
I don't care. They make fun of it the way that people made made fun of Rick Ashley. And now he's the ultimate meme. And it used to be watching all the weird Christmas movies. And among those were uh, Scrooged, which was a Christmas movie to be a Christmas movie, which is a great movie with Bill Murray. But the big one was Die Hard. And everybody, we used to laugh because, you know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Technically, though, Die Hard is a Christmas Eve movie. Because the movie doesn't make it to Christmas. But, you know, when we talk about movies, I'm just going to warn everybody, we, we're going to spoiler alert these things. So if you don't haven't seen it, hey, it's been a great show. We'll see you later. But, but Die Hard is, you know, the story of John McClane, who's a New York cop, and goes to see his wife, Holly McClane, who has changed her name to Holly Gennaro, and hasn't seen his wife in years because he's a New York beat cop. She got a job offer that was a great job offer. It's in California. At the Nakatomi Plaza. And so she was literally, uh, you know, worked under the owner, making a good job, was out with the kids. Kids want to see dad. Dad finally decides to accept, you know, the invitation shows up and, uh, you know, all hell breaks loose. So and if you ever watch uh, Die Hard, you realize just all of the that guys are in that movie. You know, when you watch. A movie and you know a character, an actor, but you don't know his name or anything like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, all the that guys. Oh, I, that guy. That guy. But it's really weird to me with, you know, uh, Alan Rickman because he is Scar. and Or is he Scar? I think he's Scar. I have no idea. Okay. But he is Snape from Harry Potter. and It was really hard for me to get past that <laughs> the whole time. That's all I saw which was it's not like bad because you know Snape already has such a bad guy vibe oh yeah it was definitely weird but how did you like his American accent when he yanked over to that really quick I didn't like that (laughs) it did not seem like it was him talking though right no it just looked like it was all of a sudden some you know weird guy you know and and just because it's your first time seeing the movie do you know how, and, and they they cut it out for the sake of time, thinking it was an innocuous thing, just this little itty-bitty thing that they cut out that made something made sense in the movie that you probably didn't get? In that scene where the two of them meet, and John hands him the gun, and made sure there was no ammo in the gun, mm-hmm. you have any idea how he figured out who he was? That he figured out that he was not William Clay? I assumed that he was just suspicious of it but well what it actually came down to was when uh he killed i think it was carl uh the one that went down the stairs and snapped his neck yeah and he was searching him one of the things that he found and you'll actually see it in that scene one of the things that he found was a watch and he didn't have a watch and so he put this watch on and then realized that all of these guys had these watches on and so when he went to shake william clay's hand you know, Gruber's hand, oh, yeah. he, he saw the watch. And they cut it out thinking it wasn't a big thing, but it was the biggest gap. It was kind of the biggest plot hole of the whole movie. Was everybody going, wait, how did he figure it out? Or, you know, and everybody kind of had the same attitude that you had. Well, he's a New York beat cop and doesn't know who's who, you know, but he'd already verified his name. So that didn't make sense that he, you know, why was it so... 
oh, he looked up and saw his name. Okay. You know, but there was nowhere in there where he saw Gruber looking at anything that would have said names or anything like that. So it all came down to a watch that you see the watch, but it's innocuous and it's no part of the movie for just the casual fan. And yeah, I got quite a few facts on that. But on Friday was Lily's birthday right after we did our afternoon podcast Uh and... We got to go and see in the dynamic 3D, right? Mm-hmm. Avatar. And I'm not saying that it was the number one movie pimped at our theater, but what was it? Eight posters? Yeah. <laughs> that was just outside. <laughs> outside, they had eight posters for Avatar and uh, the way of, wa- way of the Water. And again, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know. And definitely definitely skip because mate the biggest thing i want to talk about is a major spoiler and you don't want to you don't want to hear it yeah no no and and we actually haven't talked to each other much about it since watching it because it's just the busiest weekend of our lives but um you know what was funny was i had said beforehand you know oh i hope they're not you know they're not gonna because i hadn't watched any trailers or anything on it just knew i was gonna watch it Lily was excited. We all got our seats. And I was just like, ah, I had said, uh, oh, I just hope it isn't like, oh, the, the humans come back to invade. And right. Well, yeah. It, and it was weird because of the we watched because we'd rewatched the first one so that we could watch this one. I had never seen yep. the first one before we watched it, but that I loved the first one and I really didn't feel like it was. You know, came out in 2009, was it? Yeah, 2009. Yeah, it, did, it didn't feel like that's when it came out. So it was really weird for me to see just how much, you know, how good. The, I felt like the graphics were amazing. And right. for, I feel like it's always something crazy for somebody that is younger to say because, you know, we grew up in the, you know, graphics just getting so significantly better in such a short amount of time yeah. so we look back at things that were that came out when we were younger and toy go, story oh my goodness. jimmy yeah. neutron yeah so when you know i i watched this movie and really thought it came out in like 2015 or something because it was just it looked that good yep so that that was the first thing but but no i had never seen it before that and it was really uh i just i really enjoyed it i loved the for a lot of movies, I don't tend to like time progression. Yeah. I like, if I fall in love with a character in the beginning and I really enjoy that character, I don't like them to have such a major time change of growing in their character arc because I I like that character and it's very hard for authors and things to grow that character or make them older in any way shape or form and keep what we, you know, what I like about them mm-hmm. because like just for, you know, comparison i do not like the second uh how to train your dragon i refused to watch it i got like 15 minutes in and i hated it because i didn't like that they were older and so it it really bugged me older yeah it it really bugged me so i i never finished that movie because i didn't like it and so that's just that's just one example i could give a million but like it's just even down to you know the movies that i enjoy i i i love harry potter 
and that's you know progression a year at a time and it still bugs me watching it because i hate you know they didn't put a movie out every year in a you know short enough amount of time that you know the characters looked their age but i still you know that was still close enough around it was year after year after year you know i liked that i love divergent i love hunger games because all of those the characters maze runner yeah, yeah, the character stays the same throughout the progression of the story. And so I loved, 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 loved all of those. But this, so I was like, the the biggest thing is that I don't tend to like things like that. But in this next movie, you know, they have a family. They grow yep. up. They have, what was it, four kids? Yeah. One of them not being theirs. Right. But, you know, it was still four kids of a progression. One of, The oldest one had to be like, I don't know, 17, like she was older. So that was, you know, crazy. (laughs) So they, they ended up having, you know, a good 20 years of, you know, time skip into the future kind of thing. And what's cool about it is if you think about it, they stuck with the earth travel, right? Because they said when he first took off in the first movie, it's a six year journey. You don't feel like you've been sleeping for six years. So, you assume they lost the battle, right? Yeah. They went back to Earth. So that's six years minimum. Okay. And then they spent a couple of years prepping up and getting everything together, right? Because you don't just like have a yeah an armada just standing by. A couple of years getting everything together and then came right back out. So they didn't wait more than, you know, three years max before they came. But it was just they made sure it was that time progression. It wasn't. Like a continuation of, oh, they went home and came back and they were just there. And so, and they gave, you know, Jake Sully, they gave Jake that right amount of aging where his character developed that dad skill while still being a jarhead Marine. Yeah, and the the, um, Materi was great still because that that was the biggest thing is that I fell in love with her young and still wise but still kind of dumb because she was young mm-hmm. personality it was that that had that balance and then she got older and it you know the young dumb went away but it didn't take away from how she was as right. just as a person and that's what i was enjoying because she's she's my favorite character and it, it really threw it for a loop because that's that second movie the the oldest daughter almost became my favorite character it was it's really close i yeah. really loved her character because I I didn't like I didn't really like the doctor in the first movie. She was she was you know pretty, <laughs> but mm-hmm. she wasn't like I, I liked her character because she was you know the teacher and everything like that. Just the I fall in love with motherly characters, sure. but she just it it wasn't like one of those things. It was like oh my goodness I I love this character. It was just kind of like okay, but I liked Natiri more. But in this one, it was like, woo, <laughs> your daughter. <laughs> right. She kind of surpasses how, how great you were in the first movie. I love your daughter because she has your personality hands down, but doesn't realize it and doesn't really know mu- enough about it. Yeah. And was watching, you know, videos and things going back to the lab and, you know, learning out, learning who her mother was and how she was. But I honestly have to say, I thought that she was going to have more of a part or a turn back around with her connecting to the tree because i you know she they gave her a whole seizure for that which was like okay so she's gonna have some big part right and i I thought she's gonna have to do something where she's gonna have to connect to it and sacrifice her life because she just ended up connecting to some some plants (laughs) but but here's what i what i thought about it that is what do we say at the end of it 
They set it up 100% oh, for yeah. a sequel. So for that is going to be it's gonna be a trilogy. That is going to be the, you know, some of the stuff from Harry Potter in the second movie coming back up in the fifth, you know? Yeah. That's, I hope so. Oh, I, I do too. I hope we don't have to wait years. That was the other thing years. that I thought was going to happen was that the, or at the 12. end of the first movie, when they're all going back to, to Earth, um, who was the guy in the guy in charge of everything? Oh yeah, yeah, I can he, never remember his he name. He gave but he's a awesome. look at the end of it that made me think he was going to be the one to come back, right? And he didn't, and so I it was really confusing to me seeing that and then having him not be anywhere in the movie. I was like, okay, I don't know if he just like didn't want to do it or if they're setting him up for the third movie to come back or what. But I really thought he was going to be in it because yeah. I thought that he was going to like take it personally or something because that look was like a look of i'm gonna be back like i regret my decisions but i'm mad about it because i'm a little bitch (laughs) and so i'm gonna come back you know guns blazing and i'm gonna make sure that you guys understand that my feelings were hurt kind of thing like that was the the whole look that i gave because or that he gave that you know that's what i interpreted from that but that's giovanni rabisi and this guy all i can say about him is that he hasn't aged for squat in like 25 years he literally i see him and i still see my name is earl yeah my the first movie that i saw him in uh or yeah was called boiler room and he looks the same today you know some actors they get older and they get older you know and that guy he just he constantly has looked like him and he's always played the same Kind of character, and yeah, he's been in so many movies, and oh yeah, A Million Ways to Die in the West, he just looks like him, so, but yeah, I was expecting him to have a bigger role because of that very fact that at the end he was looking at him like, this isn't over. Yeah, and you then, know? uh, the, so the biggest, the biggest thing though that I want to talk about is that I cried, I cried like a baby, and you weren't sitting next to me like you mm-hmm. usually are because you're sitting next to Lily. Because it's her birthday. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I I absolutely bawled because Natiri, it, it just, if anybody listening to this has seen Hamilton, um, I mean, it's not spoilers, you, you know, it's Hamilton's story, it's history, but, you know, he, the, his wife, when their son dies, and she did this over and over and over again because it was a fucking musical. Oh. Her scream, it hurts. Yeah. But Natiri's, like, because I, when I watched Hamilton, I didn't cry. It just, like, it made me so depressed. <laughs> but this one, oh, no, 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 no. Her son died, and she was all anger, and everything after that point. That's I feel like that, that was the biggest reason that uh, she remained my favorite character. Was because there's just I don't know there's just something about characters that go through some crazy loss and just go straight up just pure I'm gonna bring death upon all of you mode because that's exactly what she fucking did she 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 was screaming crying because even because even it it just it was different because she screamed and cried in the first movie she screamed and cried in the first movie like four different times from anything else dying but this one was so much worse because it was personal and you could you could heal hear and feel the difference in that scream it was so much deeper my eyes watered up a little on it i'm not gonna lie I bawled my eyes out. I yeah. was so sad. And then he was like, you got to be strong. And then she was like, you know, took a second. And then she was like, okay, I'll be fucking strong. And just went fucking ham she, on everybody. And I was did. like, oh, my you realize, lordy. 
And that's the thing. She didn't miss a single nope. shot. Nope. If she aimed she, at and you. And she did all of that with one arrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was that so was incredible. That was the thing. She was reclaiming her arrow it to was, just take oh everybody out. No. She's just straight out. Like, and it's funny if you think about it, even because, you know, one of the premises of the movie, which James Cameron did great in the transition for, is that they were the forest people you know yeah they were they were part of the forest and they came out to the water tribes and wow that just put me to the other avatar brain um they went out to the water tribes and they had evolved differently and they were but she was the only one who never had issues with assimilating and blending into the other tribe you know Mm -hmm. she didn't she just immediately just came in poised humble and just was there and was a part of it but boy when she got hurt when 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 they killed her son whew. yeah no but. there was there was so much pain in that and i'm yeah. still i'm like mad now because i know that you know anytime that something gets set up like this where a character is keeping a secret going into the next movie it's just that dread. I hate things like that because now I'm I, I no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter how he acts, I'm I'm going to hate Spider because the fact that he brought it like and I understand, oh, he's his dad. I don't I don't care. Oh, there yeah. is no part he is old enough at that point that it would have been it should have been he left him there to fucking die. And the fact that, you know, he came back after all of that and nobody questioned like where he had been or why it took him longer to come back or mm-hmm. anything like that. He just, you know, came back and you know, oh man, hey guys, like, you know, he didn't just fucking save the exact person that caused all this fucking trouble and killed his oh, best friend? Yeah. His brother? I, oh, yeah. No, there's so much, that, that makes me so angry, and there's no part of me that can like his character, because the entire time, like, you know, I was like, okay, 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 you know, he's like, you know, this is my dad, but, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want anything to do with him, he was mean to him in the beginning, continued to be mean throughout, saw what he was capable of, saw him torturing all these other tribes and everything like that, and was just like, you can't do this, I didn't sign up for this, I don't want anything, I don't want to be a part of this, Right. and then watched him cause all this chaos over trying to kill what he considers his father because he's the one that fucking raised him and then still just saved him yeah like there's no part of oh but it's the greater good of life you know no i don't care i do not care he deserved to fucking die he's been deserved to die the fact that he saved him makes me automatically hate his fucking character because there's no there's no part of that that makes me like oh well you know what that's fine because i i wouldn't see it from any any side yeah other than all of the horrible things he's done. No, I, I, yeah, I, oh, and it was funny having, cause in the, in the first movie when he was still human, it was hilarious because there was nothing that he was scared of. Mm -hmm. And then he, you know, had all of the memories from that first movie. And then he was scared of Natiri because of knowing that she was his demise in the first movie. And I thought that was hilarious. The moment that he saw that arrow, the fear that went through his eyes, I was like, (laughs) no, she's here. She's going to fucking get you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that when, when we get the chance and you know, when it comes out and we, are able to watch it downstairs. I want to watch it like several more times. Oh yeah. Oh because yeah. Because everything in there, nothing in the movie was and and we're not even talking about half of it. I mean seriously. Yeah, we don't have the time. No, but everything in that movie had a nuance. Yeah. Down down to when her the bow that her father gave her. Uh-huh. After she went full ham and it ended up breaking the bow ended up getting broken. Yeah. 
like that was a moment for her that it was so action-packed everything on either side of it you felt like you couldn't see what was going on but oh wow there was the amount of losses that she took as a mother as a daughter as a wife as just literally she she took so many hits and she's still just you know pushing through it that's just that ugh. and see and that's what i appreciate when a movie can give a strong female character like that without over marketing oh look we have a strong female character yeah it was yeah no it definitely wasn't marketed like that at all and i it didn't feel like it was like centered around her or anything like that throughout the movie it wasn't you know she had her moments but it wasn't like making her the center of a scene like kind of thing like her her moments were her moments and they were very respectful and amazing and it was just it was great no i i literally i love her her character so much and and the fact that jake had never like for spider the only thing that i'll say is that they didn't look at him as whose kid he was and treat him differently. Yeah, no, that's you know? why it makes me so mad because they raised him. Yeah, they didn't look at it in anything other, like in the fact that you know because they had the kids and their kids were were hybrids because they had five fingers and everybody knew that 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 was weird and they were different and yep. they were you know freaks and all this other crap. They yeah. that was the whole point. It's the whole reason is because they are a group of people who were different and you know each of them had something like it was it, they took in. You know the the doctor's daughter, whose name I'm never gonna remember, <laughs> and uh, oh, Kitty. That was her name. Yeah, Kitty. Okay, so they took in Kitty, they took in Spider, and they had this family full of misfits. So it was just, ugh, it was just, it was a great. They were great for that. So that's yeah. part. Of, that's what makes me so upset. Is, you know, Kitty didn't go around and go, oh, you know what? I'm being treated horribly. I'm gonna turn my back on my family. She was, you know. She was just like, it's whatever, I'm going to deal with it because I know it's not worth it at the end of the day. And she was still hurt by it because she's still, you know, a teenager with, you know, teenager emotions. But, no, with, with, uh, with Spider? Oh, Kiri. Kiri. I'm sorry. I just looked. So, Kiri. I thought they were saying Kitty the whole time. But well, yeah, because they have the role of the Yeah, R. so, yeah. So, but, but as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, oh, that's Sigourney. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, no. It was a great movie. I mean, it was an awesome movie. If we were going to end our year on that movie, that was a, that was worth it. That was worth the hype. I don't know if it was worth waiting 13 years, but, you <laughs> well, know. Hopefully, because the hype was so good, they won't have to wait 13 years for a third one. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure they won't. It was it was one of those movies. I'm sure that James Cameron looked at that and was like, hey, I'm, I'm not making a Titanic 2. I'm not making an Avatar 2, you know, it was one of those that we're going to be doing, but they did, it was absolutely phenomenal, and 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 we're not even into the graphics, or the animals, and the, oh my god, the scenery, and uh, you get lost in it, I mean, lost. No, I I could definitely see, uh, there's just, there's so much to it, there's so much to it that it's, it amazes me that there isn't so much more centered around just these movies, the fact that there's not just some huge, crazy franchise that's like, you know, taking over everything, you know, toys everywhere, video games everywhere, all this other crap, like, I don't see any of that, and it's, it it amazes me, because there's so much potential with this, these graphics in a movie are amazing, and, you know, like, I love Subnautica, 
that game is amazing, mm-hmm. but this movie puts that game and all of the creatures and everything in that game to shame because this this movie is just and even so good. that there was a storyline and well, well we don't need to we don't have the time yeah. to get into it but even in that they had just a separate storyline for I don't remember what they were called in the water but they were their water brothers and water sisters yeah. and, and it was just like oh my gosh and it was. Yeah, everything about it was just incredible. I mean, uh, seriously, if if you're okay with watching an almost completely CGI movie, you know, because some people aren't, some people, you know, have issues with. I don't get it. It's I, just I don't like either. Watching it's just anime. animation. Yeah, it's like yeah. watching an animated movie. Yeah, but like you know, my father-in-law doesn't like CGI, and I know a few other people that don't like CGI. You know, overly CGI movies and thought that like. Movies like all the Marvel, all the Avengers movies that it took away from it because they were so heavily CGI'd and further and further. I feel like the first one was like then because it was still so new yeah. and early. But after that, they all looked good. So I don't, I don't know. But they developed. And that was the thing is that they developed it right. Is that they they like the Avengers movies and and, and to an extent, I'm sure with Avatar. Um, that they said, hey, we're going to push the limits on what we can do with the graphics and reality and, and mixing everything in there. So because, you know, with the Avengers movies, a lot of movies that are CGI and real world people, you can always tell there's always that little off. They don't make quite make eye contact right. Yeah. You know, one shakes hands a little bit different when they're supposed to be doing things like that. But like Avengers... I, I'll, the the first Avengers movie, um, you know, when Hulk and Thor are standing next to each other and Hulk just punches the shit out of Thor. Yeah. And I mean, I laughed my ass, but they did so good. And I was like, there it was. It was like that was that was the kind of stuff. And in this, it was like and there was never a time where I looked at Spider and went, oh, he's not interacting with real people. I mean, they did really good. On the human, you know, interactions, they just so well. Yeah. But I loved how they brought everybody back down to the colonel. I loved the fact that they were like, hey, this guy was just way, you know, he's so perfect, the bad guy. You want him I dead I, I so feel like there much. could be so much more of a bad guy or just a different a different conflict. Like, I, I really would have thought that, like, something, some inner, you know, uh, tribe battle kind of thing like just something else going on would have been it just would have worked well, but let me ask you this do you think you'll stay the bad guy I, <laughs> I feel like he will I I don't know see because we talked about Giovanni's character right and I don't know if I would if I'm like I'm thinking storyline I'm thinking that they're going to come down and they're going to be like, look, we're going to planetarily wipe this place out. Right. And just kill every living thing on it. And yeah, your kid's going to be there. And then he's going to have that arc. That's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Cause that's, that's where it is, but it'll be interesting to kind of think about that. Cause I'm, my brain will just do that. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I feel like it'll, it'll probably end up at a point where he'll, you know, be bad guy still and then see like 
it, it'll either it'll become a life preservation kind of thing because if they wipe everybody else out that he's not needed anymore mm. and blah 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 and he'll be like wait no this isn't what i signed up for i'm not you know i'm not the colonel that's not me i have his memories but you know i've been chasing this the whole time i'm right. not like that and then you know get to a point where he's interacting with them and they're all big mad at him and he's like no no no, no i understand but i'm on your side now but you know. Well, and we could get totally into that, but we're already over. So with that, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This afternoon, we're going to tell you guys exactly all of the horrors that we have endured and are still enduring um, for our Christmas. And it was just absolutely crazy. We hope you'll join us and, uh, you know, find our suffering entertaining so that we don't leave out of it. Because, again, I'm sick. You're sick. Yeah. And uh, this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we thank you for joining us. And remember, that which does not kill you was at our house this weekend. Peace out with your peace out. Peace out.